Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Today we get to laugh along with Chester A. Riley in The Life of Riley. This is episode number 189 of The Life of Riley, entitled Riley Tells Peg a Lie. It originally aired on February 21st, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. we celebrate the birthday of George Washington, and the anniversary of our first president will not go unnoticed in the Riley household. As a matter of fact, the other day, 13-year-old Junior Riley was rehearsing a speech to be delivered at school in honor of the occasion. And this day, uh, this day, um, marks the birth date of... Uh, uh, morning, Peg. Say, uh, where's my purple socks? Oh, and this day marks the birth date of one of our truly great Americans. Hey, who's that on the radio? It's not the radio, it's Junior rehearsing the speech. Speech? He is a man whose very name has become a symbol for perseverance, integrity, and truth. Uh (laughs) And so, on this 22nd day of February, we salute him. (laughs) The little doll is mixed up. My birthday ain't till April. (laughs) Quiet, dear. We come assembled here to revere the memory... Oh, the man who is the father of our country. <laughs> Listen to him exaggerate. I ain't even the father of a city. Two kids is all I got to my name. He's talking about George Washington. Oh. Hiya, Pop. Oh, son, that's a fine speech you got there. Oh, you like it? Yeah. I have to deliver it for my public speaking class. Yeah, I, I like the way you say it, too. Your mouth has got very nice acoustics. Well, you better get to school, Junior. Well, so long. Now, wait a minute, son. Did, did I ever tell you the story of George Washington chopping down the cherry tree with his little hatchet? Every year, Pop. For the last ten years. Well, it won't do him no harm to hear it again. It teaches you how important it is to always tell the truth. Well, Pop, I'll be late for school. So what? Tell your teacher the alarm clock didn't go off. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Is that your idea, teaching him the truth? Yes, I, I was only testing it. Uh, uh, okay, son, go on, go to school. Okay, so long. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're limping. Oh, it's nothing. I hurt my ankle last night in the basketball. Pr- oh. Junior, well, you were playing basketball last night. Oh, I had to. But you promised you'd stay home and do your algebra. Well, it was an important practice. Algebra is more important than basketball. Basketball won't help you get a job when you graduate. Some big executive will ask you, what kind of work can you do, Mr. Riley? All you'll be able to do is stand there in front of him and dribble. I'm sorry. I'll do my algebra during lunch. Now, what hurts most is you lied to me. You told a lie. After all the times I told the story about the cherry tree. It won't happen again. For ten years I've been pounding that hatchet into your head. It didn't even make a dent. 
Riley, he'll be late. Okay, go on. But remember, you're staying in every night this week, and you're going to do algebra. Oh, Pa. And you're not going to leave the house. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Riley, you're right to reprimand him, but don't you think you were a little too hard? No, I want my kid to always tell the truth. That's one thing I set my dead head on. I mean, uh, my head's dead set on. I, I better start for the plant. Right? Well, be home early tonight, will you, dear? We're going to visit the Gilbert. Oh, I, I can't. I've got to work overtime, Peg. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, Dumplin'. I'd get out of it if I could, but this is a special job, and I promised the foreman. You know the job comes first. Oh, yes, it does. You really can't get out of it? No, it's impossible. I... Well, all right, I'll go myself. But if you do get through early, dear, you'll come over, won't you? I promise. Well, so long, Dumplin'. Oh, Riley. Yeah? You're getting paid today, so pay the light bill during your lunch hour. We got our final notice. They may turn the lights off. Uh, so what? Our furniture ain't much to look at. <laughs> okay, I'll pay it. Oh, oh say, Peg. Yeah? Yeah, you really think I was a little too tough with Junior? Well, a little. Yeah, but a boy who tells me. Oh, what boy doesn't? Well, I never did. <laughs> I suppose you were a little angel when you were a boy. I certainly was. I was a decent, well-brung-up kid, and I never told a lie in... Well, only once. I, I lied about my age. I said I was 16, just so as I could get into the burlesque show. <laughs> they, they'd never let me in if they'd known I was only eight. <laughs> Well, what do you mean, knock off? It's only 9.30. You said we were going to work till midnight. I know, Riley, but we run out of plates. Go on home, man. Oh, okay. Huh. How do you like that, Gillis? There's a foreman for you. He tells us we got to work late. Now he says go home. Suits me, Riley. Here I am, true at half past nine. The night is young. The missus thinks I'm waking until 12. What a setup. <laughs> hey, how about a stroll down the boulevard? Who knows? Maybe we'll pick up a couple of snappy numbers, huh? <laughs> Gillis, you wouldn't do that. Uh, you're right. I wouldn't take the chance. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> well, let's go home. Come on. See, I got an idea. Huh? There's wrestling at the arena around the corner. We got time to catch the main event. That's... Hey, that is an idea. Who's wrestling? Two dames. <laughs> Dame? Yeah, big one. I've seen them before. Lady Pamela, the English bulldog, versus Countess Olga, the ox from the Volga. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, where did you get a load of that Countess Olga? Yeah. What a boot. <laughs> I wish I had it. Yeah, well... <laughs> Come on, Gillis, let's go. Uh-oh. No. No, I can't go. Why not? Well, Peg's over at the Gilberts. I promise if I got through early, I'd drop in. Forget it. No, no, I can't. I promised. I... What's the matter? Afraid of your wife? Me? <laughs> Me? Afraid of my wife? What's there to be afraid of? We got cops in this town. <laughs> well, then come on. What, uh, but I, I promised that I... Well, at least I ought to phone her. That's suicide. If in your phone her, she'll make you come over. The only thing more dangerous than a wife on the phone is a wife face-to-face. -face. Yeah, of course, if I didn't have a nickel, I couldn't phone, could I? And naturally, you uh, ain't got a nickel, have you? you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's more than a hundred. <laughs> okay, Gillis, if I haven't got a nickel, I haven't got a nickel. It's not my fault. Sure. 
Due to circumstances beyond our control, we are forced to be bachelors for the next couple of hours. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Ain't it awful? Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we go, Carrie? Uh, see you, Tyrone. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi, Wally. Oh, nothing. I'm just staying home. Television? Well, Fruity's Milk Bar? Well, I promised my father I'd stay in and study. Well, yeah, I finished studying, but I... Oh, I guess it'll be okay. Yeah, I'll see you there. Well, what do you think of the set, Junior? Say, it's great, Bertie. This is the only milk bar in town with a television set. Yeah, and it sure helped business. All the kids are switching back to milk. <laughs> Not you can see it so clear. And now, here's a beautiful flying mare by Countess Alga, the ox from the Volga. I never saw lady wrestlers before. That's pretty good. Oh, 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 oh. now Lady Pamela has picked Countess Alga up. She's spinning her. She's going to throw her out of the ring. Watch it, television fans. There she goes. Hey, what happened? The screen went black. It always happens at the best part. Well, well, you can still hear the announcer. The countess landed right in the lap of the spectator in the second row. Oh, there's an argument going on. <laughs> hey, will you look at that, folks? How can we, stupid? And now, Countess Oliver is picking up that burly spectator bodily and throwing him into the ring. Now both ladies are slugging him. Oh, 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 here come the police to break it up. Oh, gee, we're missing all the fun, Ferdy. Well, I'll have it fixed tomorrow. Oh, I, I wish I could have seen that big jerk being kicked around by those women. Well, good night, Ferdy. <laughs> Walk a little slower, ridiculous. Boy, you sure are a mess, Riley. Oh, brother. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, what's the joke? You wouldn't laugh if 400 pounds of females try to make hamburger out of you. <laughs> well, I should be frank, Riley. You brung this on yourself. Me? I brung... Yeah, you shouldn't have said what you did when the countess landed in your lap. Well, what did I say? I just said, sorry, fatso, I'm married. <laughs> well, them countesses is very sensitive. You should have seen her hate look when she was gouging your eye out. Uh, those cops, I'm going to have the law on them. Where were you when they were tossing me out? Oh, I was talking to the promoter. He wants you to do it all over again next week. Uh, not for a million bucks, I wouldn't... I already quoted him a price of 25. <laughs> well, you got your nerve, and so is that promoter. I ought to sue him for damages. Damages? I never thought of that. Hey, I think we got a case. No, but I got a case. There I was, minding my own business. When all of a sudden, a heavy object in pink tights with tassels, by the name Countess Olga, comes hateling through the air, causing great mental and physical anguish to Riley the plainster. To say nothing of breaking four cigars in my pocket, too. Therefore, because of being held up to public embarrassment by being dragged into the ring and repeatedly kicked in the head, the stomach, and ipso facto, especially there, I may never sit down again. <laughs> Therefore, Riley the plain stiff demands fiscal satisfaction to the tune of $100,000. Plus 10 cents for them four cigars. <laughs> Riley, we as good as won the case. Now remember, as your witness, I get 50%. 50%? That's the usual fee for perjury. 
Riley, we'll make them pay through your nose. They made a fool out of you in front of a million people. Oh, no, wait a minute. There wasn't more than a couple of thousand people there. Yeah. Television, Riley. The match was shown on television. You mean that everybody saw it? I'm suing for 200,000. 200,000? We ain't pikers. Yeah, I'll... Uh, uh, no, no, wait, wait a minute. I, I can't sue. Why not? Well, I have to tell my wife. I was supposed to be working overtime, remember? She found out where I was. There's no telling what she'd do. We ain't afraid of her, Riley. Wait till we win the case and I give you your 50%. No. No, Gillis, I ain't suing. I'm keeping this quiet, even if I have to lie to my sweet little wife. So what? It won't be the first time. That's where you're wrong. There's one thing I ain't never done. That's lie to my wife. I ain't never lied to her in 17 years. Since that night, I told her I loved her. <laughs> Oh, hello, Trini. You still up? Where's your mother? I don't know. I just got in. Uh, I mean, you I... what? Well, oh, please don't get sore, Pop. You promised to stay in tonight and study. Yeah, well, I studied like you told me, and, and I heard they had the wrestling matches, so I went... Wrestling matches? That's I... a fine thing for a growing boy. Oh, it's just on television. Lady wrestlers. Yeah, that's... Uh... Lady wrestlers? You, you, you saw the... Yeah, Pop. What a riot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, son, wrestling is a fine thing for a growing boy. Oh, well, then you're not sore, Pop. I can't afford to be. <laughs> you, uh, you did a naughty thing tonight, son. You fit, but I'm, I'm going to be big about this. I'm willing to overlook it. Thanks, Pop. I knew you'd understand. Yeah, sure, you little, uh, uh, darling. But, uh, <laughs> but your mother, she, she, she couldn't be as big as I am, so let's not make any trouble for you, darling. And uh, let's forget all about wrestling and television and Countess Alga, the ox from the Volga. Let's just say that while I was working late tonight, you stayed in and studied, okay? Okay, but why are you winking like that? Oh. Oh, playing dub. Huh? <laughs> well, two can play in that game. I'm great at it. <laughs> okay, Pop. We'll just keep this quiet. Yeah. Uh, of course, you shouldn't have fit, but being you came to me like a regular little George Washington with a hatchet and, <laughs> and confessed that as a reward, I'm giving you a little extra allowance. Where's my pay envelope? It's, oh, here. Here, Angel. Ten dollars. Ten bucks for me? Oh, God. Yeah, now, now remember, you just forget about the whole thing, huh? Oh, don't worry. For ten bucks, I'd do anything. Well, I'd even wrestle that Countess Olga. It's worth more. <laughs> I said forget the whole thing. Now go to bed. Okay. Good night, Pop. Uh, good night. Fine kid he turned out to be. A child prodigy. The youngest blackmailer in the United States today. <laughs> Second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Oh, Ken, everywhere people are changing to Prell. Procter and Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Naturally, Prell's a growing favorite for two reasons. First, you'll glory in the radiance of your hair when you shampoo with Prell. 
Because Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoo. Second, you'll marvel at the way Prell goes after unsightly dandruff. Yes, doctors' examinations prove that Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. And that regular Prell shampoos control it. And how you'll love that handy Prell tube. It's safe, convenient, easy to use. And Prell lathers in the hardest water. So for hair that's groomed well, shampoo with Prell. P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. By Prell. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Oh, that you, Riley? How are you, dear? You left this morning while I was still asleep. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't sleep. Hello, 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 Peg. I, uh, uh, What's the matter, uh, dear? You seem so nervous. Anything wrong? Well, no, no, nothing's wrong. Is there anything new? You find out anything interesting today? Did, did Junior say anything interesting? Well, what do you mean? What should he say? Well, nothing. No, nothing. Uh, oh. Fine point, that Junior. Well, uh, supper ready, Dumplin'? In right? just a second. I, I just want to finish reading this. Hey, you're reading the sports page. Yes. Uh, what's new? Oh, oh, listen to this. Things really began to pop last night at the arena when Lady Pamela and Countess Olga teamed up against a burly male spectator. Hey, Peg, let's eat, huh? Despite the gorilla-like appearance of the impromptu gladiator. Gorilla-like? Oh, isn't this disgusting? Women wrestling. Well, it ought to be stopped. You're right, Peg, and those sports writers. It's guys like that which give us gorillas a bad name. I mean, <laughs> uh, let, let's see. Well, all right, dear. Will you light the oven for me, please? Yeah, sure. I, oh, oh. What's the matter? I've got a pain in my ipso facto. I, <laughs> my back. Dear, I think you're working too hard. Not like last night. No more overtime from now on. I know it's extra money, but you know I'm not that crazy about money. By the way, where's your pay envelope? My, uh... Oh, here, I... I got to make a deposit, and then I want to go down... What? Riley? Yeah? You're $10 short. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you see, I had to, uh... Uh, well, naturally I'm short. Why? Like I worked overtime. <laughs> You work overtime, so you get less money. Uh, inflation. The uh, <laughs> dollar is only worth 40 cents. <laughs> now, stop kidding. What did you do with the $10? What did I do? Yes, you must have done something. Yeah, I must have. Well, uh, try to remember. Uh, suppose I said I lost it. All right, I won't say it. <laughs> Come on now, just think. Did you buy something, or... Wait a minute. Yesterday, I told you to pay the light bill. Well, that's it. The light bill. I paid the light bill. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Well, it just slipped off my mind. You're sure you paid it now? Hey, would I say it if it wasn't so? I distinctly remember yesterday during my lunch hour, I made a special trip to the electric company. I worked... Who put out the lights? They must have cut off our electricity. You didn't pay that bill. Well, I, uh, I guess not. 
Riley. Now, wait, Peg. I, I didn't mean to lie. I, I, I just forgot. A fine thing. No lights. Well, there's a candle in the drawer. They're lighted. Yeah, Dumplin'. It'll be nice and romantic with only candlelight. Won't it, sweetheart? Please. Don't you sweetheart me. I only want to know what you did with that ten dollars. Now, Riley, if you really lost it, just tell me you lost it. All right. I, I lost it. I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, Peg. Oh, Riley, this isn't like you. The only time you ever came home with money missing from your pay envelope was once. When you got into that... Chester Riley. You played in that poker game at your plant again. Oh, no, no, I didn't. You uh, promised me. You gave me your word of honor you wouldn't gamble. Now, wait a minute. I tell you, I didn't play poker, and you've got to believe me. After all, this is America. A crook isn't guilty until you catch him. <laughs> and you haven't caught me yet. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mrs. District Attorney. <laughs> I keep getting in deeper and deeper. I'll never be able to cover myself up now. In that case, perhaps I can do the job. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, what are you doing around here, Digger? I'm on my way home to listen to Truth or Consequences. Oh, yeah, they have that walking man contest. Uh, you got any idea who this walking man is? No, but I'm sure of one thing. He's not one of my customers. <laughs> Care to toddle home with me, Riley? No, I ain't in the mood. I had a big fight with my wife. Ah, yes. Women can be difficult. When I was first married, I quarreled constantly with my wife, Brunhilda. You see, I hadn't decided on a profession yet. My wife insisted that I become a dentist. Imagine me filling cavities. And uh, you... you didn't want to. Heavens no. I should fill a cavity for only three dollars. Brunhilde, I said, rather than become a dentist, I'll dig ditches first. Well, here I am today. Well, my trouble started with the wrestling matches. Personally, my sport is feudalism. As a matter of fact, I've boxed some of the biggest people in town. <laughs> You see, on account of the wrestling, I told my wife a lie, and you know how it is. One lie leads to another, and in the end, you're still lying. Correction. In the end, you're lying still. <laughs> What's your grammar? Well, I don't know what to do. Take teacher. my advice. Go home. Go to your dear spouse and tell her the truth. Well, I'll do it if you think it's best, Digger. I've given you one way out. And that's more than I do for most people, believe me. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Peg. Oh, so you're back. Yeah, Peg, listen to me. I'm willing to confess. Only, only you, you got to let me off with a light sentence. So you admit you were playing poker. Po oh, no, no, I wasn't playing poker. It cost me $10 on account of I went to see the wrestling matches. Really? You can do better than that. No, I'm doing my best now. <laughs> Come on now, Riley. You couldn't have gone to the wrestling matches last night. You were working late. No, I wasn't. I can prove it. You ask Countess Olga. Oh, now you went out with the Countess. Well, she sat on my lap. Oh, 
She sat on your lap. Oh, poor Countess. She must have been desperate. Oh, no. You don't understand. She's a wrestler and we... Look, ask Junior. He'll tell you. Junior! Junior, come in here. He saw me in television. Junior wasn't out of the house last night. You told me so yourself. I know, but that that wasn't true. I I mean... Call me, Pop? Yeah. Now you'll see, Peg. Now I'll prove it to you. Junior, you went out last night to see the television, didn't you? Now I want the truth. Yeah. Uh, you, you saw them lady wrestlers, didn't you? Yeah. And you saw me there, too, didn't you? No. There, you see, Peg. No. Junior, give me back my $10. <laughs> well, you see, Mom, now, you go to your room, Junior. There's no reason why you should be involved in this. Okay, Mom. Wait, now, Peg, listen. Now, Riley, you might as well give up. Admit you played poker and be done with it. But I tell you, I did. Don't. Okay, I admit it. I admit it. I, I played poker. I played half the night. Hour after hour. I was a gambling fool. I admit it. I'm guilty. 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 Do you hear? I'm guilty. Thank you. <laughs> Seats all right, Dumplin'? Oh, fine, dear. I prefer the balcony. Yeah, I like this theater. They got good popcorn. Now, don't eat it when the movie starts. No. Oh, this is more like it, Dumplin'. You not being mad anymore, everything lovey-dovey like this. Well, I'm not hard to get along with. But as your wife, I have a right to expect that you play fair and always tell me the truth. Oh, correct, Dumplin', correct. And that's what you're going to get from now on, the whole truth. Highlights in the world of sports. Oh, the news is... Oh, dear, I dropped my gloves. Gloves? Oh, well, I'll find them. Yes, sir, Peg, when a husband is married, he should always... Shh, dear. Well, I learned my lesson, and what's more, I'll never play poker again like last night. Shut up! Losing $10 the way I did, that was awful. I was $40 ahead, then I had a royal flush, and... Oh, here, I found one glove... Los Angeles wrestling fans got an unexpected treat the other night when lady wrestlers Kalda Olga and Lady Pamela dragged an innocent spectator into the ring and made it a three-way contest. And, oops, there he goes. Chester Riley. Now, here's your gloves, you see. I had this flush. Look at that screen. The screen? Oh, yeah, I'm looking. (laughs) Look at that poor jerk. Those dames are sure giving him the jerk. Chester Riley. You were at those wrestling matches. You lied to me. But, Peg, I told you that... You said I was... I tried to... If you... You're hanging an innocent liar. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. The choice of millions. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Jack Fair of the Bronx, New York, says this about Prell. It's hard to believe that a tube of Prell could make such a difference. Well, now my hair glistens with radiance, and embarrassing dandruff is under control. Prell's the perfect shampoo for me. And it'll be Prell for you once you see how quickly Prell removes unglamorous dandruff. Leaves hair radiantly soft, smooth. Bye, try. P-R-E-O-L, Pearl Shampoo, leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-O-L, Pearl Shampoo. Junior. Yeah, Pop? Uh, sit down, Junior, here beside me, son. Well, sure, Pop. Yeah, well, now, Junior, these last couple of days it's been pretty rugged and... 
tomorrow is George Washington's birthday. Yeah, I know. And you know, there's that story about George Washington and the cherry tree. Oh, Pot, you're not going to tell it to me again. No, no. This time you tell it to me. Boy, can I use it? <laughs> you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Oh, she was the Duchess daughter. Her finery looked just so she washed them all as you want washed them all as you want her with wonderful ivory snow ah wonderful ivory snow the soap that's so kind to your hands you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty luxury and your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer prove it this week wash dishes with ivory snow when you see how it pampers your hands you'll really know it's extra kind to fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Makes studs instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why Ivory Snow keeps pretty lingerie and other nice things lovely longer. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. <laughs> Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. The Life of Riley. And now stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of Harvard professor and psychologist B.F. Skinner, when you run into something interesting, drop everything else and study it.